Next Chapter Podcasts. Welcome to the first episode of Midnight Public Radio. My name is Ari Wood. I'll be your host. Our show is an exploration of a different theme every week and stories, audio clips, journalism, and of course, navel gazing, rambling monologues from Northeastern liberals who make over $250,000 a year. Our sponsors today include Tweed. Wrap your fat, doughy body in it. If you're an assistant professor, Tweed, it's all you need. And of course, the Keto Foundation, funded by Jared Keto, undoing the damage he causes however we can. 911 is more than just something you call when there's a shorty fire burning on the dance floor. In fact, 911 accounts for upwards of 80% of Americans' interactions with police, according to a vivid dream that I've had. For our first story, we hacked into the local police department's audio bank and present this collection following a single 911 call. Act 1. The case of the stolen avocados. Desdemone Stone Gristle of Stuckinamuck, Oklahoma, was just looking to throw a minor fiesta to celebrate the success of his testicle reduction surgery one warm Saturday evening last March, when things took a turn for the sad and strange. I'm NPR producer Hoanna Jarris, and when I first heard Desmond's story, because he lives next door to me and I like to pretend I'm gardening while I spy on my neighbors, I want to make it clear we aren't friends. The night a burglar forced their way into his home, Desmond was having a party. One he didn't even invite me to. Desmond did what most of us would do when you realize something has been stolen. Call the police. But instead of a story about the boys in blue swooping in to save the day, Mr. Stonegristle found something a lot more complicated. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, I need help. Uh, there's a man. Um, he broke in through a window. Uh, he made me learn Spanish, and then he took all the avocados in my home. Uh, okay. And I just I just need somebody to come over, and I just don't know if he's going to come back. And Okay, <laughs> sir, I'm going to need you to relax. Um, okay, well, it seems so, a little demanding. It seems like maybe you could be on my side, <laughs> but I, fine. Sir, I'm trying my best to help you. Um, okay, I just well, need I don't a little more information. And I don't have any avocados, and I would love to, uh, some like lean fat to eat right now, but uh, I don't have that. So, so sir, okay. You want me to stick a spoon in some lard? If that's your thing. Okay, we. I got your location. I am sending dispatch out now. Great. Uh, please stay Should calm. They, could they, do you think they could bring some avocados or some like guac or just like a little party platter or kind of hungry over here? So. Something sounded off on both ends. Desmond is clearly upset, but he has almost perfect recall of the disaster despite fearing for his life. The dispatcher seems almost too calm, as if they've been trained exactly for this kind of call. A conspiracy? I needed to know more, but luckily I've wired every home in a nine-block radius, just in case. We picked up our story with audio as Desmond greeted the responding officer. Oh my God, thank God you're here. Please come in. Oh, well, thank you for letting me into your home. That's, uh, now I have the right to search every square inch of this because I've been invited. 
Uh, well, great. You can search and try to find the stuff that was taken because that's what happened. I was robbed. Okay. Okay. Robbed of what? I want to look are over. Why you making what sounds like old wood? I'm just I'm just trying to look under your couch, try to see what you got. How many How many mirrors you have in this house? Enough. Okay. Well, thank. I'm glad you invited me in. So it's a it's a are full. Are you moon with st- the police? It, yeah. You see my uniform, right? Or do you have vision impairment? Yeah. It actually says "fuck cop." Well, listen. I was a stripper before I was a cop. I just became a cop. So they haven't like given me just my just became a cop. It's my third day. So they haven't given me my new uniform. Keep Can I finish on? the story about how I was robbed? Why do you care about that? Well, listen, we're getting to it. This isn't. Did you important. just cock your gun? That police officer, Officer Carl L. Stutenhusen, was later investigated, and his Pawnee cam audio revealed a long history of abuse relative to his own days on the force in Stuckinamuck PD. It also revealed that the officer had been using his body cam to host a cam show in which he used his department-issued nightstick to pleasure himself, other members of the unit, and a variety of illegally obtained pet store animals, all for rates that this reporter found to be reasonable and compelling. It wasn't until Stutenhusen agreed to wear the wire as part of a larger federal investigation that the world learned it went all the way to the top of the department. Commissioner Seamus Selsafart. This damning piece of audio is just one of dozens of examples of rampant discrimination against vampires, were people, moon monies, lizard folk, druids, wizards, warlocks, winged bipeds, and furries. And if this taint reaches from the head to the taint of the very man in charge, who's to say it can't go higher up than that? Are you fucking kidding me? No, sir. You show up to a guy's house on a routine call. Listen, it was my third day. You I said, cocked oh, your yeah, I gun. Oh, I cocked it. I shot it. I emptied the clip. I put a new one in. There was a threat. I asked that gentleman many times. You invited me in? He said yes. You invited me in? Yes. He was clearly yes, the vampire a vampire sympathizer. Monsters, as we've seen, can take on many forms. I'm Hoanna Jarris for NPR, and remember... If you didn't invite me to your party, you might not have the supplies for the guacamole for your next one. Desmond. Welcome back to Midnight Public Radio. I'm your host, Ari Wood. Up next in our exploration of criminal justice, we've got an exclusive report and an interview with Gregory Kristoff, the number one British true crime public broadcasting personality in the UK. Act two, judiciary. Crimes, convictions, acquittals. These are things that happen every day all over the world. And I'm not here to play judge nor jury. I'm just your host. Gregory Christoph, and you're listening to Judiciary on NPR. On today's episode, we catch up with a man who was recently released from prison, a 30-year sentence for murdering his neighbor's chickens. Now you see the thing, the misconception is that people think I murdered these chickens, when in fact, All I did was try to give them a hug, and they kept breaking their necks. 
I wanted to show them love. I wanted to show them that I didn't mean to break their neck. So I kept giving them hugs. And before I knew it, every one of the chickens in the, the, the coop was uh, dead. Intentional murders or a clumsy mistake? We find out on today's episode of Judiciary. Midnight Public Radio. We're back. Ari Wood. Um, having heard the report from Gregory Kristoff, we're here with Gregory himself. Gregory, thank you for joining us. Right, right. Nice to be here. Nice for, uh, I'm sure it's a pleasure for you to have me. Yes, well, it's, it's always a pleasure to have a fellow broadcaster, uh, you know, uh, in the studio. And we've just been fascinated by your series over here um, across the pond, as we say. Um, and I'd love to hear more about what you've been doing, updates on the case, and what it's like to cover crime exclusively. Oh, you mean the case you just heard? You want an update on the chicken case? Yep, seemed like it was a bit of a cliffhanger, so I'd love to hear more. Uh, well, that's because you didn't bloody play the whole clip. Play the whole clip, mate. Mm, I think our producer, Steven... Is the one who's responsible for that. So. Play the whole bloody clip before you start bombarding me with stupid questions. It's a little hostile. Um, Steven. On today's episode of Judiciary, chickens, can we love them too much? Today's victim has this to say. Well, I came home and found all my chickens dead, and I don't know what happened. That was until... Detective Jacques-Claude found a crucial piece of evidence. Yeah, I found a feather on the floor and then that was case closed. Neighbors, we want to believe we can trust them. But can we when we have our chickens to care for? I'm Gregory Christophe. This has been Judiciary on NPR. Wow, that that was amazing. You were you were right to have us play that second half. Um, yeah, yeah, it makes a lot more sense when you hear the whole goddamn thing, doesn't it? Well, yes, this is public radio, but we do ask that you keep it family friendly. Um, keep it family friendly. You ask me, Gregory Kristoff, to come here on your bloody little show, so you can ask me idiotic questions. Like, what kind of produ- What kind of host are you? Um, is this your first interview, mate? Hardly. Is this your bloody first time talking through a fucking microphone? Is your first time talking to another human being? I'll have you know I won a Peabody Award for peeing on the most bodies on public radio last year. Yeah, I bet you did. All over your goddamn pant leg. You piss on everything. You're a bloody wreck. Well, I exclusively How wear fucking... corduroy shorts. How fucking dare you have me fly all the way down here sit in front of you and have you ask hog shit. Mm, Why don't you go back to your trash island and eat fish alone? Why don't you eat some of my fucking fists, mate? Ow. Yikes. I'm being harmed. Security. There's a mad Brit. Midnight Public Radio, we're back here. I've got a nice cold steak on my eye, nursing my wounds from a confrontation with Gregory Kristoff. 
Of course, that confrontation happened weeks ago. Simply nursing my eye now for dramatic effect. I've since recovered, but unfortunately, since then, Gregory has been tried and found guilty for assault. He's been placed in the Chickenville Maximum Security Prison. Crimes, convictions, acquittals. These are things that take place in courtrooms across the globe every day. And I'm not here to play judge nor jury. My name is Gregory Christoph, and join me on season two of Judiciary as we take a deep look into life after conviction. New perspective from the inside looking out with one goal, one purpose. Find freedom and repay an old debt to an old friend. Criminal justice. There are many kinds of criminals. Those who steal for need, for greed, and those who steal for that sweet, sweet weed. Within radio, we have our own kind of criminals. Of course, talking about pirate radio, those broadcasters who think they are too good for these normal airwaves and who seek the safety of international waters, we bring you now a selection from a recent pirate radio broadcast off the coast of Martinique. Act 3. PC Media. Welcome back to Pirate Radio with me, one of your three hosts, Captain Hooker. We're here talking the real shit that you can't hear on the regular pirate PC Media. And that is P for pirate and then C-S-E-A culture. That's what we're talking about, specific to pirates. Yar, tis me, Captain Billy Saltbeard, Captain of the Raggedy Dog Pussy. And I'm Little Jay. I've been a pirate all me life. I'm only six years old. That's right. That's why we're out here on the ocean. We're like in the middle of the ocean, because there's good parts, and we cannot go there anymore. Just because I got drunk and told a Hooters waitress that she better be curvy and not have scurvy. You know what really gets my goat these days? The winches. They won't let you call them winches, do Oh, tell me about it. Now, suddenly they're supposed to have ships, and it's like, winches be shipping. I get it, but not cool. Uh, and how come winches never want to go out with me, even though I have at least one good leg? And I think the other one's around here somewhere. Yar, I mean, I'm a nice guy. Just because all of my limbs ha- end in hooks, I'm discriminated against. Because I don't tell women, and then it's a horrifying surprise. And then I'm really mean about it. It's kind of bullshit. I'll agree with you. You're very useful. I was on Sailors Only, and I thought I could find someone to be with. But women don't want to hear me yell my opinions at them. It's insane. You have great opinions. I do! Yeah. Like that one about women that I really enjoyed. Women more like swimming. Midnight Public Radio. We're back with our final selection for our show this week, covering criminal justice. Our final topic, we've considered the current state of criminal justice, but we'd like to look ahead to the future. We hired a group of conceptual artists to imagine what a court proceeding might look like in the far future. Act 4, The Trial of Harold Sandoval. (laughs) 
Nerf order, nerf order. All rise for the hearing of the Supreme Tribunal. The case of the Nerf Corporation versus Harold Sandoval. It is Harold Sandoval. I'm here representing a man who has expired like the milk in my fridge. Sir, Sir please, please present, present your credentials, credentials before the Supreme, Supreme Governing Council, Council here in the year, year as, as we, we all know, 2039. My credentials are as such, sir. I practice law. Thank you. Why were you selected for this case out of all of the 12 billion lawyers in the Solar Federation? Well, I have a particular skill, and uh... I object. Oh, sorry, wrong courtroom. Mr. Giuliani, please move on. I represent people who have been moited. There has been foul play. Will the plaintiff's, the plaintiff's lawyer, lawyer step, step forward and present their credentials? Yes, Your Honor. My God, my God an, an even, even more, more southern, southern accent. accent. Biscuits and gravy. Thank, Thank you for you completing, for completing the, breakfast the breakfast report. report. Your Honor. Your Honor, this man is too drunk to be practicing law. I, however, am practically drunk enough. The motor, the motor court, court is now, is now in, session. in session. I call, I call upon, upon the, plaintiff the plaintiff from the Nerf Corporation, Corporation to bring forward their first, first and, and only witness. witness. Your Honor, if I may be permitted, if I may be permitted, to do, do what? what? <laughs> Interrupt. I object. Oh, shit. Sorry, wrong courtroom. Jury foreman, give, give your, your report. report. Uh, the information we got pretty much makes it look like Nerf has nothing to be sorry about. They, uh, I mean, that's what they gave us. They gave us this squeaky, small, uh, really soft piece of paper. I don't even know if you can write on it or not, but it's got words. And, uh, they... Your Honor, I object. The terms of this court are out of order. It should be guilty or innocent, not nerf or nothing. <laughs> no, I object. No one uses our slogan against us. That's rude. And also not true. And we gave you that paper so you could, you know, throw it gently between each other. I can't, I can't help, help but notice, notice that, that you and the rest of the jury are wearing fur coats and, and diamond, diamond cod, cod pieces that you, that you didn't, didn't have previous, previous to your appearance, appearance here. here. Oh no, the, the, all this fancy stuff kind of came with that, that paper, that funny looking paper I was just talking about. No, they didn't. I mean, what? I object! Oh my oh, god! Sorry, it's... Is this room 5C? This is the same room. There's only one room in the courthouse. It's called the courtroom. It's time to bring in the surprise witness who will prove once and for all what happened. I was the one who was in the accident. I was supposed to be dead when I came back. Thanks to Nerf, they brought me back from the dead to testify. Uh, I see that you're currently in one of Nerf's patented foam lungs. Yes, my insides are made of foam. My blood vessels are foam. My blood cells are foam. It's a pretty squishy life, and it's very uncomfortable. I was driving in my car. I was texting on Nerf Book. I saw this ad. It was, some people say it's a meme, but I, I, it seemed pretty real to me. 
and I got so outraged. Uh, Your Honor, I'd like to enter this meme in, into evidence if we could. What happened to your, to your accent, accent counselor? counselor? Yes. And what and happened, happened to yours? yours? Oh. I have no, no choice, choice but to, to rule in favor, in favor of amazing savings at your local Toys R Us on all Nerve products. I'm declaring an all Memorial Day weekend free for all, a foam fuck fest. I object! Nerf. I'm Ari Wood. This has been Midnight Public Radio. You've been listening. Produced by the Midnight Gardeners League in association with Halliburton, the Illuminati, and a giant robot under the ocean. Make sure to subscribe to the Midnight Gardeners on Instagram, at 12amgardeners on Twitter. Check out all the things that they do, and check out Midnight Public Radio next week. And our theme will be pants, pants, pants. Can't get enough pants. Be good to each other. Next chapter podcasts.